Hi, welcome to the Unknown Entities podcast. I'm Jared. I'm Rihanna. Okay, today's topic is going to be mental health with teens, the music industry, and just life all around. Yeah, we feel this is a very important topic to talk about because a lot of people deal with mental health, but they don't know it. Okay, I feel like we should start off with music first since music is a lot real prominent thing in a lot of our lives. So we can't bring up <laughs> we can't talk about music and mental health without bringing up Kanye. Mm-hmm. So we all know what happened back in 2018 with the whole slavery uh, choice thing. Yeah. I don't particularly agree with that, but I do I do like to listen to what Kanye says because a lot of people misinterpret what he says and just are so quick to jump to conclusions about it. So I like to hear, even though I may not agree with it, I like to sit back and just hear what he says because around that time after the whole TMZ thing, he was diagnosed with being bipolar. And then when you look back at all the history of the things, like the whole George Bush comments, the Taylor Swift VMA things, the his exile to Hawaii, you you can see there are patterns that was like, you look back in time like, huh, that makes a lot of sense now. Now that you see what all he's done so people are so quick to hate on him for the things that he says and does i don't agree with a lot of the things he does but i do look up to him in a way because he has such this boldness to him like he's not afraid to say what he wants to say and does what he does even though it may just go against the grain of what everybody else thinks and it's just it's sort of inspiring to me because I just want to be who I want to be and not have anyone else tell me what to do. So what do you think about that? Yeah, I agree with that. Like Kanye, he talks about what he wants to talk about and kind of seems like he doesn't really care what everybody else says. It's it's a lot we could talk about with Kanye, but I know R. Kelly is a sort of, I should really say, sensitive subject with a lot of people. But you deal with he has he himself has dealt with mental issues as well, because I remember what was it, 2018 or 2019 when Surviving R. Kelly premiered? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So around that time, he did release a song like a 17, 17 minute song, like a little confessional, basically saying, I admit it. He didn't. uh, he didn't precisely say he admitted to doing all of the terrible allegations well, like Aaliyah and all of that, but he did admit to certain things around it, and he did address them, but not so directly and sort of indirectly saying, oh, that's that's not true. I didn't do all of those things and yada, yada. But here's the thing. Outside of the, all the terrible allegations and everything, if you watch the show and listen to the song, you find out that R. Kelly himself was somebody's prey when he was a whole lot younger. So when you think about it in retrospect, a lot of predators out there have been somebody's prey at one point in time. So something as traumatic as that can mess up somebody's psyche and just what all is going on through their head. So that doesn't excuse what he may or may not have done. I'm not saying he did do it because there, because there's a lot of times 
there is evidence that may be fabricated, but when there's such a presence about it, so many women have come forward and said things about this specific person, it's kind of hard not to believe that he did it. But you still, it's it's sort of a, a two-way street 50-50 on that whole thing. But when you think about it altogether, you can see why, well, not really why he did it, but what led him to do it and what happened in his mind all of the stuff going on and just with all of that, it's sort of, it's sort of sad to think about now, but you can't really feel so sorry for him because of all of these things that he apparently has done. Yeah. Like I didn't know that he was actually somebody's prey, but I know sometimes like people who do things, it's been normal around them. Like that's what they're used to. So that may could have been what happened with him. Um, then you can bring up people as like Mac Miller and Juice World with abusing the uh, drugs. God rest their souls. Um, because we both know that they all, those two definitely dealt with some sort of mental depression going through just their lifetimes in general. They may have tried to keep it out of the public eye, but a lot of people find comfort or solitude with and doing drugs is a way to combat the pain and not deal with it head on because that that high that they get from it, it takes them away from all of the pain they may be experiencing in the real world. But once that high comes down, they'll have to sort of just sit there and deal with it eventually. But if they choose not to deal with it, they'll just go on this con- constant downward spiral, which leads to them eventually passing away if they do succumb to the overdose or drugs or whatever it is. Oh, and also with Britney Spears and her mental health about like, you know, I don't really know much about it, but I have heard about it and how her dad was controlling and she just, he didn't let her do a lot of things and he forced her to do certain things too. And yeah. Britney, Britney's a really touchy subject because I originally found out about all the stuff about Britney going like a few years ago because I know back in 2007 she had a whole mental breakdown the whole I forgot what award show it was but I know during like those early 2000s she was in a really rough patch in her life and I wasn't really made aware of all the things going on with her dad until maybe a few weeks ago like I I heard about it but I was like oh no Okay, I didn't really think much of it, but to this capacity now, it's like it's really sad to see because she's such a talented artist, and like to see her have to go through these things, it's like, like I don't know this person uh, personally, but like, dang, I really wish them well and hope they're okay and they get through this thing because you, I wouldn't want to have to go through something like that, so I wouldn't wish that on somebody else. Right, it's very sad. Poor Brittany and all the people we talked about. I hope they seek help and, you know, get better in their life. True. So now we could talk about mental health and teens. And this is kind of something I can relate to. But especially, like, with COVID and not being able to go out much, not being able to see your friends, a lot of teens, they suffered with 
depression, anxiety, and so much more. And it's hard for them to talk to people. And so I just wanted to hear how you felt about that. Uh, I can I can resonate a little bit with that because during, I'll say from that that winter leading into COVID from so say late 2019 and all of 2020, I was, I wouldn't say I was depressed, but I was, I wasn't in the best place in my life. I would have like little surges, like I'll be extremely happy some days. And then some days I'll just be really low and I didn't want to like just leave my room because I'm already really self isolated in itself. But just do going through all of the COVID thing, my parents, they understood. Well, they, no, I'm going to rephrase that. They don't understand me. They think they do. They think, oh, I've been you. I've been a kid. I know what's going on, but you haven't been a kid during these times. Yeah. The The 70s and the 80s, they're, they're completely different times now. Mm-hmm. And they like to blame a lot of things on the world around us. Especially phones phones technology you all are the ones that created these things if you didn't want us to have them don't give it to us yeah and like I just feel like they could just listen to me and like how I feel and maybe things would be more different if they actually like took me seriously instead of just blaming it on everything like phones or who I hang out with it's just like I'm just being me. But then again, the thing is, our parents feel as if we're, they're the adults in the situation. We have to respect them, but they can't really show us respect back. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, always stay in a child's place. You do this, you do that. But in certain situations, I feel, I can understand that completely because you're always supposed to like respect your parents and all of that. Mm-hmm. But in certain instances, I just want to be able to get out what I'm truly feeling and not have to fear about the consequences of it. Like if I can, I just want to have a simple conversation with you without just getting yelled at for an hour or so. Yeah. Like if I speak about something and it may come off as disrespect, but it's just me telling them how I feel. It's like then it turns into a whole lecture about how I need to stay in a child's place. Don't know what I'm talking about. And that it's just my phone telling me random things yeah. when it's not. And the phone thing, it it just sort of takes me the wrong way sometimes. Because what is this piece of metal and plastic going to do so bad that's messing with my it's Like, you're the one that gave it to me. Yes, you're so, the one who bought it for me. So if you didn't want me to have to if you didn't know the consequences of dealing with all of this, why give it to me in the first place? And then it's always, oh, you're such a, you're always doing this. You're always doing that. I can't wait for you to get out into the real world and see what it's really like. And, oh, this, that, and the third, um, you're always being a nuisance or whatever this. You signed up for this. Yeah. Nobody told you to have a child. Oh, my gosh. I totally, like, I didn't really ask to be here. Like, exactly. you brought me here. So it's your, I'm your responsibility. And, like, they, I can't say too much on it, but 
Yeah. I'll say it. I didn't ask to be here. <laughs> you decided, hey, um, I want to have a child. So we're going to, yeah. let's go do this. And then nine months later, let's bring some new life. Oh, my gosh. And then you should have known the consequences that you were going to get into. You signed up for this for the rest of your life, not just them 18 years. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm going to respect you because I'm I mean, here now. I, there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. So, it's just like, what? And just, then, oh. And then they always have to bring up the fact, oh, my gosh, I have this roof over your head. I have, I gave you nice Phone. We didn't ask for any of this. <laughs> yes. You're, I'm supposed to have this. I mean, what else you are you going to do? You decided to provide this for me. Yes. I didn't ask for this. Right. Like, there's that's what you're supposed to do. And if you didn't, you would go to jail. Like, if you didn't give me food, you think you would be here? You would go to jail. Like, Come on now. I got oh. that CPS on speed, though. What you want to do? <laughs> <laughs> okay. But... I feel like a lot of teens, they take their phone, like their phone is their escape from reality, or at least for me. That's why I'm probably like always on my phone. And like, it's just a distraction from like being here, I guess, and being in reality. Because, yeah, I probably couldn't do it. My outlet is music. Because if you were to see me on a regular basis, you never see, you never don't see me without my AirPods in. So whenever I do have them in, I'm always listening to some sort of music. Because when I get really upset sometimes, I just sit back and turn on a song that I feel like that can take all of that away and just help me escape into different worlds. And that that goes back to the mental health and music thing. The same the artists that are making the music, they might be going through some of the similar things or have experienced similar, similar things that I'm going through right now. So it's like, dang, I can feel what this person is talking about. I am where they have been before. So it's like, you know what? I like this person. I can resonate with them. I can feel what they're really saying in their music. So, Yeah. I feel like every person's music like is tailored to them or like, they can relate to it. That's why whenever I'm meeting a person, I always ask what type of music they like so, like, I can really get their personality. Exactly, because, like, say you listen to really... This isn't this isn't all the time, but say you listen to really loud, like, say you listen to NBA Youngboy. It's, <laughs> it's that stereotype that, oh, you're really bombastic, you're just loud, and you're just so outward, and you don't care, you're like a menace. But... I listen to Young Boy sometimes. Yeah, Young Boy is good. He's not bad. Like he's not. He's not bad. It's all of the stuff that he does sometimes. I, it's not. It's not my cup of tea. But yeah, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> but um, some things are just an escape tool. Like if I want to, if I want to just jump around, be happy, or something, I'll turn on some Nirvana. Like some mm-hmm. smells like Teen Spirit. That's that's a really good pumped up song. And if I want to. Just sit back and just sort of vibe out. I'll turn on like some Kelly Uchis or something. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't know. I really like music and how it just, it makes me feel happy or something. My music teacher did not lie. She said music is everywhere in everything. 
Yeah. She did not lie about that. I guess now we can talk about, I don't want to bring race into it, but I kind of got to. Let's, let's see where this goes. So I feel like mental health and race is, like, taken differently, I guess, from, like, you know, the paler people. It's more common to see them getting, like, taken care of than from to us darker people. It's like you don't really see them getting the help they need. Uh, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that a little bit because with mental health and people of color and people that don't have our pigmentation, they, that's sort of a, I can't find the words to say it, but that's not entirely true. I'm just going to say it. White people, they don't, they they have the access to help since they're so-called the ones in charge of everything. But in certain situations, they don't have all the resources they need as well. Because, like, say, for example, the Columbine shootings. Mm-hmm. If you look into those things, those two kids, they had a lot going on in their lives. Like, they're really messed up kids. Like, their psyches all of that stuff going on, like the Unabomber, all all of these incidents, and I don't want to generalize it to say it's just white people, mm-hmm. but when you look at the facts of it, it is because, because I don't, like I'm saying, I don't want to generalize it because you don't, you don't really typically see like black people say, oh, I'm really fed up with this. I'm going to go shoot up a school. I don't, you don't typically see that in the news. Yeah. But when you look at in the aftermath of it all, nine times out of 10, when you hear about it in the news, or everything, these people have had mental health issues in the past or they're dealing with them. So they're, they're dealing with some sort of trauma, some sort of um, mental disorder. It's something going on with them and that needs to be addressed. We're not, I feel like as if we as a a society just cast certain things aside, like, oh, it'll get fixed in um on its own time. Like it'll it'll work out eventually. Like if if you need help, say you need help and go out and get it. Don't just sit around and just be like, because I'm I'm a victim to doing that myself. Mm-hmm. Like with the music thing, I just I don't like to talk about my problems with certain people because I feel like it's if they want to understand me and what I do. So I just sit back and listen to some music and then I sort of just let the problems cast to the side. But you can't really do that. You have to be able to open up to get the help from the people around you that actually do care. I'm not saying that therapists don't care in this sense, but if you have somebody around you, like a close family member or a close friend, and you you need to be able to talk to one of them at least, have somebody in your life that you can talk to about these certain things because they know you know that they do care for you and they want to see you do good and just be happy. So if you're not open to doing that, nobody else will know around you and you won't be able to get the help that you need. 
Yeah. Well, I guess I can see your point in that, but like then there are also like I guess like I guess a lot of people like black people who do shootings and also but they go like straight to jail for it and some white people who do shootings they can report for insanity but also black people can report for insanity I know that but it's mainly more taken serious with white people yeah I mean that's just the history of our country and how that's it's worked forever and then we're making strides to change those things, but it's going to take time. It's not just going to happen in an instant. Like, yeah. I know people don't like to really think of it, but racism still definitely exists in America. It never left. It was just sort of suppressed and altered into a new form. It's not yeah. directly, oh, Jim Crow laws or this and that. Right now we have things like voter suppression and mm-hmm. all lives matter. And when I'm just gonna speak on this really quick, in this sense, all lives do matter, but we're just saying black lives matter too because the way our people are treated in just culture, in society, it's as if we don't matter and as if we weren't the building blocks of this country. Yeah. So that's our history, and just I'm I'm getting really sidetracked with it. We're having talks about race wars and just yeah. race relations and all. We're talking about mental health. but um, So, yeah, it's just, it's a really iffy topic with that because, like you were saying, white people, they might be able to, um, oh, say, oh, I was in, I'm insane. That's why I did this. Mm-hmm. But say a black person did that. They, oh, they're lying. They just want to get off yeah. and be able to go free. But I'm not saying either way is right because if you if you did it, you did it. You can't take that back. Mm-hmm. But white people have had control over the country for as long as it's been around. Yeah. Before we even so-called got our independence, quote-unquote. But... um. They've had control over everything for a good portion of time, and we have to work to change that, per se. We have to get gain control so we can do what's best for all of us, per se, because with them, they're just looking out for themselves in the situations. We just want the betterment of all people. Yeah. And, like, even though... Even though we had, like, a black president, you would think that everything was still... People would still think that we're now equal, but apparently they don't, and I don't know. What's really going through their heads, I guess? like What really makes them think that it's okay? Now, maybe we should get back on the topic of mental health. Yeah, because we, we can talk about that a whole... Another day, we didn't got so sidetracked about talking about race relations and all of that. Yeah. But we've talked about music and mental health with teens and just the politics of it all. Yeah. I want to go back to the music thing really quickly and mm-hmm. bring up a couple of other people. 
um, Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah. So, as we all know, Michael, at a very young age, he was in the group Jackson 5 with all of his brothers, Tito Jermaine. Um, Tito Jermaine. I don't remember. Randy and... We'll just say the Jackson 5. Yeah. <laughs> so... Watching, like, documentaries and reading books on it, you know that their dad, um, what was his name, Joseph? Was it, Joe? it was Joe Jackson. Yeah. Joe, Joe Jackson. He was sort of controlling, and it was like they all had to operate like a well-oiled machine. Mm-hmm. They, they had to do certain things that they typically wouldn't do to, like, sort of achieve that perfection, I guess you could say. And, like, going through all of that at such a young age can be detrimental to somebody. Yeah. Now, I'm, this can, so you can say, because Michael himself has said in the past he didn't really have a childhood Mm -hmm. because of having to do so much with the Jackson 5 and just the whole group thing and his dad grooming, sort of grooming them, I should say, and doing all of that. So... Later in life that you see, I'll bring up the Michael Jackson dangling his child over the balcony. Mm-hmm. Any, I'm not saying Michael Jackson was insane, but any typical sane person be like, why would you, what would go through your head to you dangling your child over a balcony? Exactly. So, and then, and then the whole thing with the Neverland Ranch. Mm-hmm. We don't concretely know what happened there with all of the children because most people know there he did have children with him at the ranch and and in media it's perceived as oh he wants to have a childhood he still has such this childlike presence to him and he acts like a child but I don't really know how to put it, but it's it's really weird to think about now in hindsight after like some people came forward. But I don't remember if those things were absolutely true or not mm-hmm. coming from the people that spoke up. But you do have to like sort of be like keep your eye open about it and keep your ears open and just not write it off altogether like oh he didn't do it it's michael you couldn't really imagine him doing something like that but you do have to be like okay i still got my eye on you even even though um like i said he did come off not guilty in the entire thing Mm -hmm. but childhood trauma and things of that nature can be detrimental to somebody's mental now in later age as soon as they get to be adults and teenagers and things of that nature so what do you think about that yeah i mean now i have another celebrity and i know this is going to be like really controversial but i just want to talk about chris brown and just his mental health because 
I feel that he has a bad mental health. When he was younger, his dad abused his mom. But that doesn't make him right for him to do the things that he did. But something just may not be right with him. And I feel like instead of just bashing him, maybe people should see, like, is everything okay with him? Yeah, that's, that's, that brings you to the next point. And I'm going to piggyback off of that real quick with Chris. Because we all know Chris Brown came into the game in, like, 2005 or so. Mm-hmm. And he was still, like, 16 at then. So he's getting all of this media popularity coming at him at once. And that can be a lot mm-hmm. on a person to deal with at such a young age. And so that can be also detrimental to somebody because they're so young and like dealing with all of that. And then the whole Rihanna thing, which we all know about. (laughs) I won't speak on that because everybody has their different opinion on it. It's, it's two different stories to that. So many, but, um, when we're dealing with these celebrities, we see them as, I wouldn't say we see them as perfect people, but people to look up to. Yeah. And when you see them doing bad and, like, they're doing, like, say for um Bill Cosby, because mm-hmm. he recently just got out of jail. Every Back in the day, everybody saw him as that, like, that perfect father figure because everything on the Cosby show in a different world, he's like, oh, he's the perfect black father in this sense but behind closed doors he may i'm not saying he did or he didn't but he may have been doing these things with these women that weren't weren't kosher they weren't good Mm -hmm. so i say we put so much attention on what these celebrities are doing in their daily lives when they're they're humans too they're we're all humans in this situation like, they should be treated with that respect and privacy. And that goes back to, like, Kanye. The media is so negative towards him. You don't really ever see anything positive about Kanye in the news. It's always, oh, Kanye did this to TMZ. Kanye said this on Saturday Night Live. He does this. He does that. Check on the people. See how they're actually doing because you don't know what's really going on with somebody. And then you could... I'm going to go back to the little Kanye thing. You, He had so much happen in his life because he was on the top of the world from 2004 to 2007 with graduation. Mm-hmm. And right after graduation released, his mother passes away, who yeah. was his, his biggest supporter. Like his, he loved, like if you see interviews, him talking about his mom, he loved his mom so dearly. And that really affected him which led him to scrap an entire album that he was going to be working on into making something completely different to express how he was feeling at the time. Mm -hmm. So, and then that also leads into the Taylor Swift VMA thing. So if you don't really check on these people and see how they're doing, you don't really, you can't really just justify Oh, they're just they're just crazy. They might actually have something going on with them. And if you don't take the time out of your day to go check on them, even though if you may not know them personally, I would treat them with that same common courtesy that you would do as your friend or your family member. Check on that person, see what's really going on with them. If they need help, try to help them or get them that help. 
and that goes along with R. Kelly, if you see that he may be doing these things with the like, the whole Aaliyah thing, get him some help. Yeah. And I feel like the Boondocks made, even though the Boondocks is satirical, it made a really good point with their R. Kelly episode mm-hmm. because in the situation, Huey was for R. Kelly going to jail for the whole peeing incident thing. And everybody else was like, yay, free R. Kelly, get him out of jail because they were in love with his music so much. I have been victim to that and being able to separate the artist from their actions. But that's a whole different conversation for a whole different day. But when I say this, you have to be able to just... How do I put this? When you're dealing with somebody of that stature, you don't really truly know what's going on with them. So I feel as if you need to check in on these people and don't just write them off when something so bad happens, as in cancel culture and all of this. Help the people so they can be better citizens in, in society so you don't have to worry about this. And That's why I don't really like the shade room. Mm-hmm. And things of that nature, they don't really promote positivity. It's just always so quick to cancel somebody mm-hmm. for just the things that they do and may say. There may be reasoning behind the things that they do and say. They might be going through something. They might be depressed. They might be bipolar. Things of that nature. That's why I always try to listen to what they say and get the full context of it all. Yeah, just writing them off. Especially like with chat with Bozeman, like. I know he wasn't going through something. Well, he was going, he had cancer. But, like, I know he wasn't, never mind. So, like, you know, when the shade room had posted a picture of him and he was super slender, had a slender face and everything, and everybody was talking about him, how he was probably doing drugs and all of this, when actually it turns out he had cancer. And when he died, everybody was very sad. But those same people who were very sad, they were talking about him and making fun of the way he looks. Exactly. And I just feel like we should just stop with, like, just talking about people and not knowing the full story. Because I know I wouldn't want people talking about me when they don't know what actually happened. And I also feel that paparazzi should not be a thing because I feel like it just messes with the celebrities' heads, and, like, it doesn't give any them privacy, I guess. So. In society, I, get, I don't know when this became a thing, but we feel as if since they're, these people are so popular and they do certain things, like they make movies, they make music, we have such a gateway into their world since they share what they're feeling through their art, we have a gateway into their world and what they should be doing. And then things like Entertainment Tonight, The Shade Room, TMZ, that gives us that outlet. So mm-hmm. as long as things of that nature exist, that those things are just going to continue. Like people are still going to go up to people's houses and take pictures, do all of those kind of things. Like those people are humans too. Like you wouldn't want somebody just coming up to your house just taking pictures. Right, and, like, celebrities, they literally cannot walk outside and just go to Publix to get a bag of chips or just do normal things. 
because of the way they live and the way they're an entertainer or something. And so I just feel like that's very odd, and I would not want that to happen to me. Yeah, I think we all glamorize the celebrity lifestyle so much that we want it. But then you hear from celebrities themselves is saying this isn't all really of what I expected. This isn't you don't really want this. He was like, no, you have such you have all this money. You have all the fame. You have all these fast cars, the big houses. And like, well, this is generally towards the men. You have all these ladies and all these men or whatever it is that they may be interested in. That they have all of these things, and we want that so much, we envy that. We want that so much that we don't really see the consequences that come with it. Yeah. If you're going through something, you don't have to go through those things alone. Outlets are good, such things as music or reading or writing. Those things are all good and well, but you can't just do those forever. You have to open up to someone eventually and get some actual help from people around you that actually do care. Because if you don't say anything to them, they won't truly know. And then say you reach a breaking point where you don't know what to do, then they'll be really hurt by those things that you may say or do because you didn't inform them. So if if you are struggling with some things, I would say find somebody that you know that does actually care for you and not just... Like, oh, I'm I'm here for you. But then it's like, I don't like I don't want to help you with that. You don't do that and that there. I'm going to when I try to help the people around me, I'm going to I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I'm going to tell you, you need to do this. You need to do that. I'm not if you're doing wrong, I'm going to tell you you're doing wrong. I'm not going to buttercoat it like, oh, you you went to the store and you stole something, but you you take it. You took it back. So it's okay now. But like I'm gonna say, you went to the store and you stole that. That was wrong. Just bottom line. Even if you did take it back, it's you still stole it. You shouldn't have done that in the first place. Mm-hmm. And that goes along with mental health. So I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Like if you if you say, oh, I'm gonna be okay. I'm gonna go listen to some music or something. You can't do that because staying so distance from everything and just everybody it can really be detrimental and you're just just digging yourself inside a darker hole it's just it's not a good thing to do because once you reach the bottom of that pit you don't know what else to do and you'll just you're just really stuck there yeah and i also feel like people maybe should start well if you have the money like you should start seeing therapists more because therapists aren't just for, like, people who are, well, they are for people who are really going through things, but also if you just need somebody to talk to and you don't really have anybody that you can trust, I feel like a therapist will also be good. Therapists, counselors, whatever, they, they'll they give you that unbiased opinion. And I'm, I'm, I try to be that to my friends because I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be, like, I'm not going to tell you you're doing okay when you're doing bad. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to be completely unbiased in this situation. And that's what therapists and counselors do. They don't, they're not a bias towards you. This is their job that they study these things. And they're going to try to help you to the best of their ability. Yeah. So, all in all, if you need the help, 
get the help from somebody around you that actually does care or seek outside help from somebody. And also, if you're trying to, if your friend comes up to you and they need help, please don't ever say, oh, there are, it could be worse. There are worse things that happen. Like, that does not help at all. Exactly. I don't really have anything else I could really talk about. Yeah, me Because if, because if I get to start, I don't, y'all don't want me to have a Kanye rant. I'll go on all the, all day about Kanye. Well, I think that's it. This has been the Unknown Entities Podcast. We'll catch y'all next week. Bye.